And that is what we want to look at. Faith, as we looked at it last week, we had the understanding of faith to be defined and then to make meaning to us as the substance of things hold for the evidence of things not seen. And then we said that faith is a heartfelt condition that makes us rest assured that God is able to do something and is accompanied with what we call action to make it happen. Without these two, faith is not there. The Bible said in the book of Hebrews, and for without faith, it is impossible to please God. Hallelujah. And last week we were learning that one of the key ingredients that makes us see God's intervention in our life is faith. Hallelujah. And we want to look at the pillars of things that we need as believers that will make us grounded firmly in the Lord. Hallelujah. And the first one I want to talk about is God himself. Are we together? You see, for a building to stand, it takes the pillars that are holding it. And for a wind to blow, and the building or the structure should be to be firmly grounded or movable, it takes the pillars that are holding it. And if those pillars are not there, the building can collapse. Are we together? It is not the surrounding. It is the pillars that are holding the building. And faith, if it doesn't have those pillars in place, it's short-lived. We have books that talks about big faith, small faith, whatever faith to be, to be discussed. But Bible says that if your faith fails in the times of adversity, then your faith is small or your strength is small. So, what are the things that make faith a real faith and a strong one? The first one is God. Hebrews 11 says, 6 says that he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is the rewarder of those who diligently seek him. If faith that you claim you have as a believer, are we together, is not rooted and based on God, you don't have faith. Are we together? I'm saying this because we have come to the age where people say they have faith, but they have no knowledge of God. They have no relationship with him, but they will tell you that I have faith that God will do it for me. And I ask the simplest of question. You have faith. How? And on what is your faith being based on? That this is what my faith is based on. The very important thing that your faith must be based on as a believer is God. Is God. Chronicles says that believe in God and believe also in his prophet. Believe in God, so shall he be established. And believe also in his prophet, so shall he prosper. I'll talk about the side of man in the case of faith. 
But believe in God, so shall you be established. You see, God is the foundation of our faith. So if your faith is based on what men have said, you don't have faith. It will short-lived. I've always said that what man has said can take you to a distance. But what God has said can take you to the very end of your life. Are you with me? That is it. And if you don't have God, that is what the Bible says that they that know the Lord their God, they shall be strong and do exploit. They will be strong and do exploit. Because God himself is the one that you have based your trust in. So, faith is not in a vacuum. And that conviction that you have must be by reason of Hebrews 11.6 that he is and that he is the reward of those who diligently seek. Many of the times you meet believers and they will tell you, oh, I believe that God is going to do something. And the fact of the matter is that eh, their faith is solely because their pastor has said something. You see, in the in the in, in the ladder, God is the utmost. But at the end of the day, He must also be at the top and at the base. He's the foundation and He's the roof of our faith. That is what Bible says. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, because. He's the one that told them, and we have to look up to him for our faith to be to, 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 to become a reality. But if your faith, so to say, has moved to trust in something else, and I want to ask if you are believing God that is going to happen, God is going to do it. Who is your faith in? Paul one day said, there is no name under heaven or under the earth by which we must be saved except the name Jesus. Except the name Jesus. See, Hebrews chapter 2 verse 3. There is no name under the earth or in the heavens by which a man must be saved or can be saved except the name Jesus. So, don't let your faith be on only what you have heard men say. Let it be because you know God. That is what the Bible says. If any man will boast, let him boast in this time that he knows me the Lord. You know something? When you have faith that is dependent and rooted on God, no matter what you see in life, you are not moved at a point. Are you doing? Troubles may come, winds may blow, things may happen. But because you know that your reliance is good, then sometimes you can sing the song. We have an accord that keeps the soul steadfast assured when the billows roll, fast into the rock which cannot move. Grounded family is the Savior's love. Are we together? God. God. And when I talk about God, I mean the Trinity of God. God the Father, 
God the Son and God the Holy Spirit. Are we together? And that is how, when you have put your reliance on that man, that is how he's going to cause his word to come to be, and he will divinely intervene. See, nobody has nobody who has put his trust in the Lord has been put to shame. And for us, when we talk about faith, it's because of, so because of a certain conviction. It's because of a certain thing in man. When Bible says that for the lack of knowledge, my people perish, he's talking about the way I'm doing like this because today I was preaching here and someone was wearing red. We said, Yeah, be also a timid voice with she, and he's coming to church today, talking, preaching to the kids. I was preaching on honor and I said, They should tell him that he should go home. I said it in the mic. I'm not, it's not a Sunday service, it's school children's service. He should go home. Sunday, my voice will be loud and clear. He should come. That was so I sat him. So when I saw somebody open the door, I was like, Who is that? Somebody has said my voice again. If they'll be hearing my voice and they'll say that this voice is sweet, then they should keep coming from the Biaba. <laughs> we are waiting for them, three of us. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. Faith. So I want to ask, who is your faith based in? Sometimes your faith is not based on God. Do you know that? Sometimes our faith is not based on God, though. It's not based on God. We have no sort of relationship and trust in him that is going to do it. So all is that probably somebody has said and you have heard. So you think it's going to happen. So sometimes you can hear people say that, oh, since God has said it that it will happen, the fact of the matter is they don't even believe that God has said it in it to happen. It's just a mere sin. Over the days in my life, or my few days on earth, I've realized that most of the times, oftentimes they're not, the people who tell you that I wish you well don't really wish you that it should be well with you. You don't, I don't know if you understand it. Those who sometimes will tell you that I wish it is well with you, they don't really in their heart wish you that it is well with you. It is the same way in our Christian talks. Somebody will say, oh, with God. It is not true. They don't have any closeness. I was watching something. Was it a Facebook reel or a YouTube reel? And there, were, there was a test conducted between about 10 people, 10 sets of experiments. And out of 10 women, only one person in my conclusion reads the Bible. When you take 10 women, only one of them reads the Bible. But every man who comes to stand there, when they mention the scripture, they know where the, the, that book of the Bible is. And they are able to open quickly and read. The women were struggling. So I asked, what is their faith based on? You see, because if you say you have faith in God, it must stand from your knowledge in God. Do you understand me? You can't have faith without a knowledge of him, of God himself. Or you can't have a reliance on God. Without first a knowledge of him. 
<laughs> for instance, if I should give birth right now, or if I should marry, and then when I was leaving home, probably I visited the kitchen before leaving. Then maybe my wife was not able to go anywhere that day. She said, babe, I can't go anywhere. I said, okay, I'll be back. Then I realized that maybe salt had finished in the kitchen. Tomato had finished in the kitchen. Pepper had finished in the kitchen. If my wife would have a visitor at 4 o'clock, and they are supposed to put food on far by 5 o'clock, and I should be coming by 5, my wife, either of not, having told me that I should buy salt, can boldly stand in front of her friend and say that, don't worry, my husband will bring salt and pepper. Do you know the reason why? She knows that I've always done it. She has a knowledge. She knows me, who I am, and what I do. That as soon as I've realized that salt is not in the kitchen, I'll replace. So when she's saying it, she's saying it with a certain conviction. That is why I say faith is a heartfelt conviction. That heartfelt conviction must speak by knowledge. She's saying it by a certain heartfelt conviction that my husband will bring salt. She doesn't need to tell me. And you know something? That conviction and trust alone by which she can be bold in front of the person to be saying that my husband will bring salt. That alone can communicate to my spirit that you have to send salt home. And that is how faith is. You see, her faith is not in a vacuum. Her trust in me to be able to know, use my mind that there is no salt at home and get someone I'm coming. It's not in a vacuum. It's because she knows this man always does the market stuff. If I marry and my wife leaves and I'm home, probably I've decided to go full time. And she's rather working. And there is no food at home. There is no way she will come back home and I'll tell her I'm not cooked. That is me. So she can rest assured when coming home, driving home, that Hobby, Hobby will do something and we will eat together. So when she's coming, I can give her that assurance. Don't worry about food. Unless I have decided that let's buy outside. Tell me what. I will do it. Down for you to come and eat. That is me. So she just has to come home with a certain conviction as though she has, has, a, she has got a house boy or house girl in the house that cook this one and come. I don't need to ask her. I have to know that a human being has to eat. That is how I live my life. So faith is based on the knowledge of, of, in somebody of somebody. How well do you know that God determines how trust or the trust you have in him? Are we together? How well you know him? How do you know him? How do you have you seen? You see, when David went to the war front to fight or to just send food to the brothers and they needed a stronger army person to go fight the war and David opted to go. They brought him dresses to wear and David said, Jack, put this dress down. Did you hear what David said? He said, the God who was with me in the wilderness he didn't say the God that I've heard of. Him. He said the God 
that was with him in the wilderness. That is the same God that is with me today. No, David didn't say the God of Abraham. He said, my God that was with me. It's not wrong to say the God of Abraham. But your experience gives you greater confidence than the experience of others. Ah, did you hear what I said? Your experience in life, how you have experienced God, it gives you a greater confidence than how others have experienced Him. How you've walked with Him, the things you've seen Him do, the things you've seen Him done, the troubles He has taken you from. That is why the three Hebrew boys could have the courage and stand in front of the book of Nisar and the burning fathers and can say that, listen, King, we are not too careful and we are not going to bow to bow. If you put us into the fire, we know that this, our God, is going to save us. And even if he doesn't, we will still not give up. That is because they have walked with this God. It is not something that is based on their emotions. Many of the times, our faith is based on our emotions. It's based on our emotions. So sometimes when we don't see the miracles, we don't trust him. The God that was with me in the wilderness, he will be with me here too. So the man said, I don't need your armor. All I need is a sling with five pebbles of stone. And he threw it. And he knows that the same God, my God, my God. Oh, Jesus hung on the tree himself. And they had hanged him. And the man, while everybody was looking unto him, and the heavens were shattered. And he said, My father, my father, why hast thou forsaken me? He didn't say God of Abraham, God of Abraham. I want to ask you, have you experienced it? Have you really that this thing you are calling faith, your resolution is that God Himself? You see. That alone is a communication. That conviction. That sort of settlement in your spirit that makes you have a reliance on God is is, is something that communicates between you and God. That makes God come to your aid even when you have not opened your mouth. Did you get it? I've put myself on God. And all things work for me. You see, many of the times when people say I have faith, it's because they have heard somebody say, Oh, God has done me good. So they say, Oh, if God has done a fear good, God will do me good too. Please, don't base your experience on another man's experience. Did you get it? I have told you this before that I was peeing on the wall and a friendly young pastor boy saw me and then this guy is young in the things of God and sorry but I don't boast of these things like that but Bible said if any man will boast, let him boast on this thing that he knows me. 
Then he said, Hey, you're so full. You are weeping on the wall. Don't you know that a certain man of God said, Sorry to let me mention, sorry to mention, Pesal Tabo said, Any man who weeps on the wall is a rapist, he can rape girls. I said, You are a fool in the first place. It is not his conviction that determines my life. It is my convictions that determines my life. So the next time you tell me, so indirectly, you are telling me that I'm a rapist. I'm very sorry, but from today, I don't think you and I can keep friendship. How can you go about believing everything people say? If he has women on the wall and he has gone to sleep with a certain girl, I've been women on the wall since and I've not slept with any girl by raping the person yet. What nonsense for one year? You are a child. And I told him, look, I opened my eyes. Listen, your experiences is based on your conviction, not another man's conviction in life. So, my life, for it to be, for it to be the way I want it to be, has to be on whom I've put my trust in. And I've, I'm convinced about. We are convinced that if this God will not save us, or we, are, we know that he will, look, when they, when they took down in the place in the in the lion's den, the man didn't water a well. Somebody who was standing there, there were four boys. And they placed three in the fire. And the fourth man appeared. Why? Because they placed their trust in the fourth man. Faith, faith, faith. And you see, it's I trust God to come in. Divine interventions. Your faith attracts God. I'm going to to come. Sometimes, eh, look, it is not the prayer of Kade, 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 then you are sweating one bucket. No. Are, are we together? Your silence is even a prayer. La badaha. Am I talking to somebody? Your silence is even a prayer. When you are quiet, and then you are seated, and you say, God, in the I put my trust. In thee, O Lord, I put my trust. In thee, O Lord, I put my trust. That alone eh, is worth stronger. <laughs> that alone is worth stronger. Look, sometimes we worry ourselves the much. Charlie, what is the scores? One one now. Uh, I'm I'm curious about that game. I want to know what South Africa will do to Nigeria. Hallelujah. We worry ourselves with the shouting. When Hannah went to pray at Shiloh, at what instance did Hannah experience God? The moments became silent. Sometimes in your shouting, you are, you are there. Do you know what we are praying aloud? Abele! Do you know what we are expressing? Our worries. But when we are quiet, that is what we are able to focus on Him. That is why sometimes eh, the prayer of women are so powerful. Because they are able to communicate with their hearts. Then women we can communicate it with our hearts. Women, when we are angry, then we are down. When the woman, look, one of the most dangerous people is the people who can be quiet. I fear them all. Hey. Hey. I mean, when I'm angry, I express my anger. I talk. I'm done. That's me. I'm done. Then Charlie, the next moment, let's let's continue the love. But when the person is angry and cannot talk, three hours or two, 
So you have to be you have to be worried. And sometimes when our faith and our resolution is based on God, then in our quietness, no matter what is happening around us, all we are meditating on is God. God, the fourth man, God, the fourth man. Then he shows up that they that put their trust in the Lord shall not be put to shame. Because you see, trust is not something people see. Do you know that? Do you agree with me? Your trust is not some people will see. But it's what you do out of the trust I have for you that make people see that I trusted you. I don't know if you understand me. Sometimes when I'm trusting you that you will do something for me, I don't need to say I trust you. Today, I told somebody that the Holy Spirit said to me that you will go and do this and do that. And she was angry, so she didn't know. I said, this is just exactly what you've replicated. Dark. Faith must be based on God. Not even in your church. Oh. Do you know some people, their faith is based in their church? Their denomination? So, I have faith that I go to WKW. So everything will be well with me. I'm sorry. That is not faith. That is slavery. If the first point of your faith is man, you are lost. Am, am I okay to say it? You are missing. The first and foremost thing is Jesus. And without him, there is, a, there is no other name under the sun or in the heavens by which we can be saved except the name Jesus. Said Paul in the book of Hebrews. And we need to know. We just need to come to the place where we develop that our relationship with God so much so deep that our faith will be grounded in Him. Are we together? Hebrews 2. There is no, there is none. And I want to play with you that God should be the basis of your faith. He that cometh to God must believe that He is and that He is the rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. God. The next pillar of faith is the Word of God. If your trust is based and rooted in anything other than the word of God, that one to be lost. Bible says in the book of Hebrews chapter 10 verse 17 that faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Are we together? Faith, it comes by hearing. And hearing by what? The word of God. That is why it is important to come to church. It is important. Some don't see it. How can you tell me that you trust in God and you don't gather at the place that Christian God people are? 
The children of God are. How do you hear about this God? How do you get to know about him? Is it said the book of Hebrews chapter John chapter 5 or so? Is it search the scriptures? For in them you think that you might have life. For they are they which testify about me. Is it John 5 35 or 33? Search the scriptures. The word of God. Let me tell you. Everything that God had and that he would say, he has already said it. In my book, speak that word. I say God is still speaking. But sometimes, the things he will repeat to us, they are hidden here. The reason why sometimes he has to force to speak to us is because we don't have knowledge of this. And for him not to allow us to perish, he has to utter his word. So search the scriptures. Read your Bible. You see, you have people, we have a bunch of jokes and lunatics in this dispensation of Christianity who will tell you that, oh, me and the trust God said things could be fine. But the same person who is saying that the trust God said will not spend five minutes of his time reading this Bible. How do you get to know about him? I told you faith must stem from the knowledge of God. So how are you getting to know about him? That's why I said, for lack of knowledge, my people would perish. He didn't say for lack of prayer. No, read the scriptures well. He didn't say for lack of fasting. It is for lack of giving. Lack of knowledge. Hmm. Lack of knowledge. The knowledge of God. The word of God. There is none. There is no other word that can make, give you an assurance and an establishment in God than the Bible. Today, people don't read the Bible. Today, people don't have time to read the Bible. <laughs> I watched a funny clip. I don't know how many of you watched it. Somebody went to the fetish on your Facebook. Is it going The fetish. Your solution is in Jeremiah. And everyone said, ah! I've come to you, Baba, to do something for someone. Then the Baba took the Bible and opened the woman walked out. The woman walked out. So ah, this man do miracle. He said, My solution is look, Angelico, it doesn't matter the number of scriptures I quote. The word of God can never be taken out of your Christian book. There are some instances you get to some places eh, and the only thing you can speak is the word. The only thing you can speak is the word. The only thing you can say is the word. And you have to know it. Look, I've read this Bible. I tell you sometimes eh, I don't need to spend time again reading the Bible because I've read it cover to cover about uh, one day I'll bring some Bible to church. Our Genesis chapter 1 to chapter 7 is torn and gone. But I'm, that Bible, I'm, I don't want to lose it. It's so important to me. Sometimes I sleep on it. Sometimes I draw on it. Sometimes I snore on it. But I love it deeper than all the other seven or eight Bibles on my table. There are some I've not even opened yet. I only reference them sometimes. But you see, 
When I know, when I remember a situation, I remember a scripture. Then, mm -mm, say, no, this is the word of the Lord. See, sometimes when God wants to give you a solution, do you know how he gives us the solution? He gives you the solution by referring you to a word that is in the Bible. So please, Bible said, and overcame him by the blood and by the words of their testimony. The evidences of the things they have experienced. Are we together? Faith comes by hearing. And these things, when you have them, Philip, they make your faith strong. The knowledge of God, the word of God, the next pillar is obedience. Oh, yeah, it's a strong pillar. Without which, faith is not faith. If your faith cannot push you to obedience, then I question your, your belief. I don't know if you really understand me. Philip, if what you claim you have faith in doesn't push you to obey God, then I question you. Are we together? When God told Abraham to move out of his kindred and go into another land, the only way God can prove that Abraham has faith in what he God has said eh, is that what? He obeyed. So just look at it from Abraham's relationship with God. God is the one that Abraham had a relationship with. God spoke his word. When he spoke it, Abraham acted on the word. And at the end of the day, God awarded him. And God is saying that God is the one here. He spoke his word. Abraham believed the word, acted on it. And God is saying the man has faith according to the book of Romans. Bible says that by faith, the elders obtained the promise. How? By obeying it. And by, Bible says Abraham obeyed God. It was counted unto him for righteousness. And now, the pastor will prophesy. Prophecies are failing today because Christians are ignorant of the truth. We have gullible. Look, don't ever think that we don't have fake pastors. We have fake pastors. We have fake prophets. They will tell you things. Oh, come and take some salt. Go and cook for your husband. He will love you the more. It is not true. Love your husband. When I want to preach about love, you realize that you don't even love in the first place. Love your husband and they will say, no. Then you think, say, oh, when he comes, so let me use my hand to be passing his head in body. That is not love. That is affection. Or just, that is just so what? Your emotions. Euphoria. And euphoria is not love. Are we in church? Oh, I, I've heard that. I've seen that. Your husband is chasing some red, some fine, uh, short girl. Let me show you what to do. Go and sign your pants and wash for him to eat. Hey! Look, faith alone can even make a woman respect the husband to the love the, to the highest degree. That is, that is church. We are not in the business class. It's where church. If a woman claims she has faith but does not respect the husband, she doesn't have faith. Also, for this one to you say yes, Mecca. Aunt Missy, me Mecca. If look. If a man also says that he has faith and doesn't love the wife and is not faithful, he doesn't have faith. 
It's a two-sided coin. Because Bible says that if you ignore your responsibility at home, you have ignored the faith, Jesus. So I'm saying if your faith doesn't stem you to obedience, it's no faith. And you see, there is something that becomes an anchor for God by which no matter what he said, for you have set your love upon me, I'll give up others for you. And do you know how many of the times we tell God we love him? My obedience. Do you know how many of the times we tell God we trust him by following what he has said? How the only way you and I can prove to this God that God, I trust your voice. I believe in you. It's by obedience and not by anything. Are we together? Not by anything. These three, God, his word, obedience. Without it, you don't have faith. And the fact of the matter is, you can't have some and ignore the others. The three must be in place. Are we together? Yeah. Can you obey something you don't know? Is it possible? If I come and tell you, a certain man, I met him on the way, he said tomorrow morning, put 200 cities on the floor and you become a billionaire. Will you do it? Me, I met the as soon as you drop the money, oh, exactly, 200 Ghana. And because you don't know the truth, go take your money and chop. That is how they lead silly women. They call them, hey, Adra, Hey, I don't know I don't know to I don't know I and I'm waiting on a catch and I said, told them things. Eh? When they are able to tell you back history, the man will be on. You know, you bet you see, Kate, this time, they're going to be off for real. Eh? Fala. Oh, me. Look, Angelico, I'm studying here. It was about only two times in the place I received my prophecy that you'll be a great man of God. It wasn't that somebody met me up for Hey, man of God. No, 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 no. I don't like it. What do you want to talk to you after this? I'm coming right now. I've never gone to church expecting a prophet to talk to me. Mine is to have an encounter with God himself. Obedience. Just look at it between the relationship between God and Abraham. And everything that happened. God, his word, obey and experience the fruit. And you see, when you have the relationship with God, he has spoken his word, you acted on it. Even if time has gone against you, you will show up. You didn't hear what I said. When you have God, and when you have a relationship with God, He has spoken His word about you, and His word He has in the Bible, you have obeyed it. Even when time is against you, I said you will do what? He will show up. That is where He divinely intervenes. And the last of it is mine. Oh, yeah. You have to believe in your pastor. Very important. Because he prays for you. He, he, I don't know. He has a relationship between you and God. 
Kneel and then speak one word and things will change sometimes in your life. One day, Jesus Christ went to his hometown to, to a place to preach in the book of John chapter 14. And the people were doubting. He said, you have believed in God. Believe ye also in me. John 14, 1. I quoted 2 Chronicles 20, 20. Yes. He said, believe in God. So shall you be established. Believe also in his prophet. So shall you prosper. Or you can be established though and be firm by the prosperity. It comes through man sometimes. God releases it to man to bless you. So, if you are, you are having a relationship with a man of God and you know you can't trust him, me, I'll be bold to tell you, look for another pastor. And when kneel down under the pastor, so that the pastor, bring my daughter for me and fill it. The pastor will shepherd you. Either than that, it is going to be time wasting to be sitting there from morning to evening and you don't believe in the pastor and oh, you are just going up and don't be a junk or a junkie. Are we together? Yes. She has seen her classmates so she's talking. Hallelujah. These four things I'm sharing with you tonight. Next week, I'll share with you another session that I call the aids of faith. Things that aid faith. I've said on some, but I will share them next week. Four pillars of faith. Let this one be with you. Trust in God, His word, obey, and believe His servants. Simple. Trust in God. Make sure you have His word, know His word. Three, be, obey His commandments. Four, Believe in his prophet. It's a simple. It's an ABCD. But they are so powerful. If you like, when do all the gimmicks? When do all the gimmicks? It's not going to change. When do every other thing? Some people on their knees fasting. But they don't have any relationship with God. So the very things they are praying for, they can pray 300 hours. It will never be done. Are we together as a church? Yeah. Thank God tonight. Just open your mouth and thank the Lord tonight. Bless his name in the name of Jesus. Bless his name. Tell him to open your eyes to behold wondrous things in his word. Bless, tell him to help you to have a deeper faith in him. Tell him to help you that your faith will be rooted in him. Than every other thing in the name of Jesus. Tell him that you will make time to read his word. Tell him that you will make time to study, to know, and to show yourself approved. Tell him that you will have a deeper relationship with him. You'll be like David. You'll be like the four Hebrew boys. You'll be like Lord, the people that have been before us. That it can be said of us by faith. They had a conviction about this God. That our conviction is going to be based on who what he is, who he is, what he has done in eternity, and out of our experiences over the days. Tell him that, Lord, in you I'm building my confidence. In your word I am putting my trust. It is your word I'm obeying, my Lord. Honor your word to me in the name of Jesus. Let it be unto me according to your word. As Lord, Mary said, let it be unto me according to your word. 
as Mary said, Oh Lord, show us, show us that Lord this year will have divine interventions. Our faith is not going to be in man. Our faith first will not be in man. Our faith first will be in you. It is in you, Lord. In you we put our trust. The Lord, you will show up for us. The Lord, you will do the greater things in our life. The Lord, you will turn the tables around for us. In the name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. That you would help us. You would help us. That all things shall work together for our good. According to your promise. In the name of Jesus. The Lord. As your people, when we call upon your name, we know that you will deliver us. This God that has been with our fathers, this God that has been with our, those that were before us, those that had the faith before us. Lord, your word says, the word that was preached unto us, it was the same word that was preached unto them. But the word preached unto them did not profit them, not being missed with faith in them that heard it. Lord, some people have heard it. It didn't profit them. It hasn't profited them. Lord, we have also heard it. May it profit us. May it profit us. May it be profitable unto us. May our days change. May our atmosphere change. May our experiences change. In the name of Jesus, we bless you, Lord. We give you the praise that, Lord, we can have your hand interceding, extending, turning things around for us. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord tonight. Amen. My kids are sleeping, so we've got to get home. Yeah. Give you the glory and honor and mercy. We thank you for everything you've done for all the good and the favor you've shown us, delivering us from many problems and many other things. This morning we say, let your word have preeminence in our city. And Lord, bless us according to your will. Precious Holy Spirit, you are welcome. In the name of Jesus, I pray with thanksgiving. Amen. All right. Turn your Bible with me to the book of Nehemiah. If time had been on our side, Nehemiah is after the book of Esther, I think, before the book of Ezra. Or is it before the book after the book of Ezra before Esther? It's in between Job and Esther thereabouts. So if you are opening your Bible and you don't have a digital one, flip it properly and locate where Nehemiah is. And then let me tell a story. Turn to the chapter 8. We we'll read from the verse number 1 to the verse number 10. Nehemiah 8. And let me tell a story. In the book of Nehemiah, a record was given to us about the land of God that became desolate. And things were going bad on the land. And at that, during that period, Nehemiah was a servant in the house of a priest or a king. And Jerusalem was much in desolate and the people were just walking about and everybody was moving and doing things and it was like the city was perplexed. So Nehemiah became sad in his spirit and his master asked him, Nehemiah, what is your problem? Tell me so that I will help you out. And Nehemiah said, I have learned that my city is in trouble and that walls are not built and the things are not in place and the people are like a destitute that are in the land. So I plead with you, if it pleases you, allow me a space to go and help my people build the walls of our fathers. And the king said, 
it be so unto you, find favor in my sight and go and do what you want to do. And Nehemiah left. And when he came, he gathered all the people with all the names you can mention. And when Nehemiah gathered all these people, they tried building, but things were not in place. And when he get to the chapter 8, from the next verse number 1, Bible said, they gathered the people and the tithe took the Torah, the Bible, and read in the presence of the people. And Bible said, and the people were granted understanding. And when the people were granted understanding of what they had read in their ears, Bible said, they became sudden in their spirit and they realized that their desolation, their trouble was because they had lacked a strength. So the people said in the verse 10, I believe that the joy of the Lord is my strength. What they are saying is that we were not having the strength to build the city because we had missed the strength of the Lord. The strength of every man is God himself. So the people said, the joy of the Lord is my strength because they realized that the reason for which their city was not built was because they were weak. Are we together? The reason for which their cities were breaking was because they were weak. So when they had understanding and they can now understand that this is the commandment of God and we need to have understanding to be able to live according to the will of God which is going to give us strength to be able to do what God has enabled us to do on this earth. They needed the strength of God. You see, nobody can succeed if you are on the side of God. You can't succeed without God helping you. Am I talking to you? You can't succeed, Anthony Go. You can't succeed in this life without God helping you. And to, for God to help you, you need God to be your strength. David said, The Lord is my shield and my strength. Of whom shall I be afraid? And when he said that, he knew what he meant. And what is strength? Strength is an enablement to be able to do things. And when he said that the Lord is our strength, and I shall not, or I shall, I shall be helped. And he said, the joy of the Lord. So I ask a question. How can you make God happy? Do you know therefore to say that when God is happy, that is why he releases his strength on you. That is what Nehemiah is saying. So the people were saying that all along, God was not releasing his strength on us because he was not happy with us. The joy of the Lord is my strength. You see, when your daughter you are taking to school is producing the grace and you are a happy father, he needs your school fees payment to be able to stay in class. And your school fees payment is like the blood that he runs on in the school. So that is the strength by which your child can stay in school. But if your child is making foolishness of your money, the father will be angry. I won't pay the school fees again. Because the father was angry, he's not giving religious strength to the child. Are you together? So for God to be happy and release strength for us, he's saying that we have to be able to produce the joy of God. And how is that done? Through obedience. The greatest commandment from Genesis to Revelation in the Bible is obedience. Are we together? I'll preach on obedience at the right time. The greatest commandment from Genesis to Revelation is obedience. And when he said this, the people realized that, no, mm, no, we have been praying. We have been crying. Our cities are broken. Our walls are not in place. 
Our talents are not working. And all along we didn't know that we are the reason for which anything, nothing is working for us. Turn to the book of Job chapter 1. And Job chapter 1, Bible said, there was in a city a man called Job. And this man that was in the city was a man after God. And I want to read how he put it. There was in the land of Uz, whose name, there was a man in the land of Uz, whose name was Job. And that man was a perfect, was perfect and upright. Did you see it? And one that feared God and eschewed evil. And the verse, verse 6 says, Now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan came also among them. And the Lord said unto Satan, When comest thou? And Satan said, Answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro in the earth, and from walking up and down in it. And the Lord said unto Satan, Hast thou considered my servant Job? One that is not, there is none like him, that, that there is none like him in the earth, a perfect and an upright man, one that feared God and steward evil. And Satan answered the Lord and said, Do a Job fear God for nothing or for nothing? Has it not that thou made a hedge about him and his household or his house and about all that he had? On every side, thou hast blessed the works of his hand, and his substance is increased in the land. But put forth thy hand, and now, and touch all that he had, and he will cast thee to thy face. And the Lord said, Satan, behold, all that he had is in thy hand. Only upon himself put not forth your hand. So Satan went forth from the presence of the Lord. You see, for all Satan didn't know in this case, was that the strength and the worth of Job was not because the man was working. But what was building a defense and a hedge around Job that Satan was not able to penetrate to was because the man was very obedient unto God. That is why God had the privilege to stand before Satan and say, Satan, have you considered that son of mine? This man, nothing is able to penetrate to his defense. Why? Because the man has built a wall around him through his obedience. Have they considered him? And Job, Satan said, Is it not because you have built a wall around him? The wall that Job built was because of his obedience. Your obedience to what God has said builds a wall of defense around you. Am I talking to somebody? It is not only to obey God when prophetic words are given to you. It is to take everything he has said and chew it or chew it and let it become part of you. That is what makes you a Christian. That is what makes you a believer. So God said, there is a hedge around him. So God said, and said, just take that out. So every wall that Job had built with his obedience, with his respect, with his honor unto God, God said, okay, I'm going to lift them. Now go on and touch him. Take everything from him. And you'll realize that Job is not a perfect man because he has riches. That is why I tell people that when you have not faced what I have faced in life, don't tell me you are better than me. Do you understand me, Uncle Francis? The things you have faced that you are able to still hold on to God, when somebody faces it in one second, the person will give up on God. And see, Job was never recorded to have been a sick man, true or false. That is why God told Satan that only his body do not touch, in other words, don't make him sick. But take everything that he has. 
So, your obedience creates a hedge of defense for you. The joy of the Lord. In the book of Nehemiah, the people were not obeying God because they didn't have understanding. Look, let me say this. Let me say this. Let me say, but sorry. Prophecies doesn't really make you obey God. I'm sorry. They make you pick points. You pick, it's like you're waiting for options. You pick it, and after doing that, I can't check. Thereafter, you've gone to sit back again. That is why the spiritual father I have, Benahim, will tell you that prophesying to these worldly people, musicians, and other things is not the spirit of God. Are you getting it right? It's the spirit of familiarity. That for you, you are prophesying to everybody. Your prophet Philip, you're prophesying to the, the smoker, you're prophesying to the lesbian, you're prophesying to everybody. Let me tell you the spirit of prophecy here is not the spirit that sees everything and sees everything. Because what man can know the things of another man save the spirit that is in the man. So if it's the same Holy Spirit that is in you, the same Holy Spirit will reveal things about you to me. The, the, the city of Jerusalem was broken. Because the people were far from God in their obedience. Are we together? They were far from God in their obedience. In the book of Corinthians, he says, Put on the whole armor of Ephesians chapter 6, I think. He said, Put on the whole armor of God. Put it on. Because it is the full armor of God that makes you a strong man. Today, Christianity has become like prayer makes you a stronger man. Are we together? It has become like when you have money and can you go? You have cars, you have houses. It proves how strong you are. But it is not true. If your city breaking and you are determined that I want to rebuild my city, the Bible, the word of God is saying that the joy of the Lord, and I want to ask you, how are you making God happy? Sometimes, suffice it to say that God even gets angry with us. Do you agree with me? He gets angry with us. Once upon a time, God sent the man Saul to the city to go and destroy the Amalekites. And when he went, he killed everybody and spared the king Agag. And when he spared the king Agag and he came, Bible said, God rendered the city from the hands of Job. Uh, so, he took it from him. Why was God angry? He disobeyed him. He said, kill everybody. He went and came back. But this one alone, God, forgive me. So he came with sacrifices. Many of us, what we are giving to God is sacrifice. And look, the sacrifice he was giving, it wasn't a sin offering. No. He didn't realize that it was a sin he was doing. He said, a sweet savor, like a, a deliberate gift he was giving to God. God said, no, it is not that that I wanted. I wanted your obedience. So because you are not able to obey me from today, let me take your strength from you. So so from today, you are not going to be the king again. Not ever. So God had to take the city from him. Are we here? 
God had to take the city from him. Many kings lose their place because they ignore God. Or because they were not able to hold on to God. Ah, if you think that we are only talking about men, look at the woman, Queen Vashti, or Vashti, who disobeyed the king. It was just a simplified or an example of what this is all about. The king called her, come and dance because I'm gathered with my princes or my other junior kings in the province. Come and dance for her. She said, go and tell the king that I can't make it. The king got peace. What's this pleasure? Then, even those around him told the king it is, she's not fit to be called the woman of the land. Sack her out. She lost her place. So when we say as believer is strong, it's not because the believer has prayed 100 days. When we say a believer is strong, it's not because the believer has fasted 100 days. It's not because we give fat everyone in church. They are important. It's not because you bow to the floor when you see others. It's not because your dress is down there. So the other day I saw something and I said, let me be careful in my discretion. I saw a woman and then she's also for mommy. Then when she saw me, she wanted to prove that she's also for So she used hanky to cover her leg. She was wearing something short. I said, look. Then there's the something whispered to my spirit. These people, they are too much concerned about their outward look. But their inward is filthy because of some things. I'm like, Jesus, this pricked me. You see, if you are not too careful, their flesh can make you miss God. Listen, a lot of acts are always asking God, my city is being destroyed. And you're like the city of Jerusalem. And all because the king is not happy. So there is no release of grace. You see, many of the times, if you like what great kings and fathers, when they are happy, they bless. Do you agree with me? When kings and fathers, true fathers are happy, rich men, when they are happy, oh, today I'm making merry, I want to dash you a car. Then he dashes. But when he's sad, even if he doesn't need that and he wants to release it, he holds it. Sometimes your anger can even prevent God from blessing your neighbor. Your disobedience can even prevent God from blessing your neighbor. Because he wants to bless the one beside you, but he has followed that if I bless this man, he is also going to be like the other man. See, the joy of the Lord is my strength. And that joy, it doesn't come to God by himself. Do you know why the people were sad? So after reading the book to them, the children, the people, the one who read the book, I said, don't be sad. Go and make merry. Obey the Lord. That is what God requires of you. Then they realize that, hmm, this city that we wanted to build was getting destroyed because of our own mistakes. A lot of us, the life we are expecting, we are not seeing it. Can God take pride in your obedience and say, for this reason, I'm going to bless you. Let me tell you, sometimes obedience to God may look so stupid. But do you know what? You are building a hedge around yourself. And that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. 
And the only way you can turn the fairy darts of the enemy fire away from you is holding on to the one who has authority. Are we together? The joy of the Lord is my strength. And I want to ask you a question and give you an assignment. How are you making God happy? <laughs> How are you making him happy? Or you make yourself happy and leave God out. The only time you think you make God happy is Sunday. A lady made a video online. Then she said, she has separately listened to or watched our younger sisters of this dispensation. And then when these very girls who go to the club, they wore tattoos, wear things, and when they are going to the club, they are wearing almost like a pant. Or when they are going to town, they don't care whether their body is showing or not. They want to dress to please. But when they are coming to church, they are like, let me wear a straight dress. Then she asked them, why are you wearing a straight dress when you are going to church, but you wear normal, those nasty stuff when you are going to town? He said, because I'm going to the presence of God. But have you forgotten that God is everywhere? Even if you have not, you don't have understanding. We have learned in Arabic that God is omnipresent. He is everywhere. So why are you deceiving yourself? Six days, you've gone to serve the devil. Then one day, you want to come and make him happy. A musician was singing on a stage in America. They said, I want to tell you guys one thing. One thing is for sure, you all are going to hell with me. You all are going to hell with me. In other words, everybody who has just even come to the conference, they are on their way to hell. Look, look, look. Some of the things here, we have obeyed them just by listening to them. That's why you must be careful as a believer what to keep listening to. Somebody has listened to a song before he realized the next moment he was sleeping with somebody. He doesn't have control over himself. I want to tell you this morning that our quest in this house is that we want to please God. And if we pray for divine help, it is that God himself has been able to come to make an abode with us. The sickness shall be far from us. Are we here together? Let me tell you, if they say that your family must die at a middle age minus you because you have come to make the Lord your strength and your soul. Look, let me tell you, let me say even faith has its limit. Angelico, there is nothing faith can do for you when you disobey God. Can I say that again? I'm so sorry. But there is nothing faith, Philip, can do for you when you disobey God. There are children here, but let's say it. If you disobey God, that I'm not going to have an affair with my husband, my wife, for her to conceive, to have a seed. And you sit down thinking that, oh, I'll pray 24 hours, kate, 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 seed, seed in my wife's womb. Look, there is no second Jesus again be born. I, am I talking to you? You have to obey God to do the needful. And listen, obedience sometimes can procure you what faith cannot procure you. David is a man after my own heart. Because this was a man that sought God. The book of Daniel chapter 11. Let, let me read it for it's just for, for the need of importance of it. 
chapter 11. Let's, let's read from verse 1. We'll read to some of verse 11. It says, Also, in the first year of Darius, the maiden, even I stood to confirm and strengthen him. And now, will I show thee the truth? Behold, there shall stand upon yet three kings in Pesia, and the fault shall be far richer than they all. And by his strength, through his riches, he shall stand up all against the realm of Gracia. And a mighty king shall stand up that shall rule with great dominion and do according to his will. And when he shall stand up, his kingdom shall be broken and shall be divided toward the four wind, the four winds of heaven, and not to his posterity. No, according to his dominion which he ruled, for his kingdom shall be plucked up, even for others beside those. Then he said, And the king of the south shall be strong, and one of his princes, and he shall be strong above him, and have dominion. His dominion shall, have, shall be great, shall be a great dominion, and in the end, of his years they shall join themselves together for the kings together of the the south shall come to the king of the north and make a great an agreement but shall not retain the power of the arm neither shall they stand shall he stand nor his arm but she shall be given up and they that brought her and he that begat her and he that strengthen her in these terms, times. But out of the branch of the root of one that stand, one stand up in his estates, which shall come with an army and shall enter into the, the fortress, shall enter into the fortress of the king of the north and shall deal against them and shall prevail and shall also carry captives into Egypt, their gods, and with their princes and with the precious vessels of silver and of gold, and he shall continue more years than the king of the north. So the king of the south shall come into his kingdom and shall return into his own. But his son shall be stirred up and shall assemble the multitude great, and one shall certainly cover, come and re re overflow and pass through them, and he shall turn and stir up even the fortress and the king of the south shall remove with collar and shall come up with a fight with him and with the king of the north and he shall set up shall set forth a great multitude but the multitude shall be given into his hand and when he has taken away the multitude his heart shall be lifted up and he shall cast down many i'm looking for the side that he said and it's, but as many shall, that shall do wickedly against the gospel, he shall, he, he shall take into captivity. That is what I'm looking at. But I'm not getting my, my verse properly. Very good. Let's come to verse 30. Verse 32. Let me read from verse 28. The 28 says, Then he shall return into his land with great riches, and his heart shall, be, shall, 
shall be against the holy covenant and he shall do exploits and return to his own land. 29. And the appointment and the time appointed, he shall return and come toward the south. But it shall not be as the former, as or as the latter. For the ships of the Shittim shall come up against him. Therefore he shall be grieved and return and have indignation against the holy covenant. So shall he do. He shall even return and have intelligence with them that forsake the holy covenant. Mm. He shall return. The wicked king shall return. And arms shall stand up against his path. And they shall pollute the sanctuary of strength. And shall take away the daily sacrifices. And they shall place abomination that maketh desolate. And the verse 32 says, And such as do wickedly against the covenant, shall he corrupt by flatteries. But the people that do know their God shall be strong and do exploit. And they that shall understand or that understand among the people shall instruct many. The people that do wickedly against the holy covenant he shall take by flatteries. Do you know how we do wickedly against the holy covenant? By not obeying what God has said. And the devil oftentimes takes us by flatteries. Do you know how he takes us by flatteries? Deceptions. Deceptions. That is why the book of Jesus. The, the devil has come to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And I have told you that the three agenda of the enemy stealing, killing, and destroying, the most important thing is to steal. If Satan can steal you, he can kill you. If only Satan, look, the most grievous sin and serious sin to the ritualist is not about killing his spree. It's how he can steal his spree. Ah. If a ritualist can kidnap you, Philip, killing you is not his problem. And because you are not serious as a Christian, sickness comes upon you because Satan has stolen you by flatteries. Anyhow, who told Moisa with all her pride that today she should be having stroke? Moisa today should be having stroke. They that do wickedly against the covenant of God, he shall still buy flatteries. Please, please. In the Bible, something was there were a few things even about eating. Don't eat this. Don't eat fat. People were thinking it's because God doesn't want them to enjoy. So when you see the meat and the fat, ham, ham, ham. And when you begin to go to a restaurant and your one leg is pulling on the floor, then you'll be blaming Satan and the devil. You have just done the will of Satan and that is the reward he has decided to give to you. Are we together in church? Am I preaching? Well, I'm, I'm saying something that is hurting you. The truth hurts. When we tell you that don't be a church member, pay dues, pay tithes, pay offering, wear nice clothes to church, we'll clap for you. But the rest, God decides. And the basis of his decision is based on this Genesis to Revelation. 
And any other thing that is going to say about you. Your strength is not in the fact that you pray. That three minutes and ten minute prayer we come to do, forget about it. I've never recorded in any side of the Bible that David went to pray ten hours. I've never. I've never seen it. I've never seen in the Bible that but they said that. And David went to do that. David, the man loved God so much that he wanted to build a temple for God. He captured everything by his strength. But when Nathan, the prophet, came to him and he asked the prophet, I want to build. The prophet said, build. Do after your will or what pleases you. The prophet went home. Then the next morning, God said, go and tell my, my servant not to build a house unto me. Then he went, uh, sorry, the first one I told you, it was by my own inspiration. This is what God is saying. He said, don't build. Because your hand is filled with blood. You have gone to war too much. So don't build. He said, no problem. If it is you and I, we'll be building National Cathedral after all the foolishness in our country. I'm not preaching against the Kufuado. I'm just preaching my message. So if you're an MPP, forgive me. Are we together? If it is you and I, after we have defrauded the poor to build a Philistines for our girlfriends who are so stupid in their life will go and be saying we are building a society, they are forming committees, spending government people's money, and the poor are suffering in this country. If somebody tells you Ghana is not rich, the person is a liar. We are one of the richest countries on this earth. But it's because of the greediness of some people, and they'll come and stand there. Look, whenever I see politicians say in the name of God, I say these people, they are all evil men. Evil, evil men. That's what I say. The believers' friends, Jack, no weapon formed against you shall prosper because the law is my strength and my shield. He that dwelleth in the sacred place of the Most High shall abide by the shadows of the Almighty. How do you dwell at a sacred place? Sometimes, when your child has decided to disobey you, you even sack him to leave your house. True or false? You'll be in the room get out. Get out of my sight because he has decided to not to obey you. But when he's obeying you, you want to provide everything that makes him comfortable at home. Christians, the end time church that will meet God and be able to make heaven and have everything on this earth, it's not the one that will continue like the oldest have continued or have started. We have to change our mentality. Church has become like an entertainment center. There is no difference between church and the world today. You go to church, they are dancing as well. You go to the world, they are dancing as well. You go to check people are doing foolish things. I mean, are we together? I'll leave out the Am I preaching to somebody here? The believer's strength. Then you would think that, oh, I'm telling you, it's in the joy of the Lord. The joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord is my strength. That should teach you that I have to obey my God. Because when I obey him, that he becomes so he becomes so joyful. I I look. I normally say that 2003, thereabouts, was it 2003 or early 2004? Don't go I was a very good asthmatic patient. I had asthma for childhood. When you see my chest, it's protruded. It's today by Jimmy that my chest has become broad. When I wear this dress, you'll be like Kwasha Kwachimi. Are we together? And I stood and Pastor Chris was preaching. 
And he quoted the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and 17 or 18. That behold, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature, all things are passed. That was when I heard that scripture for the first time. I gave my life to Jesus. When I gave my life to I've never heard of asthma till today. And he said, resign from this, do this. He gave instructions. I followed them. And Ankeniko, since then, I don't know it. Look, I don't remember the last time I visited the hospital. Sometimes eh, I go, I say it all the time. You may think I'm kidding. I go to the hospital voluntarily. Look, as I know that I express myself, there are times I take supplements. There are times I take painkillers because I know overwork my body sometimes. But at the end of the day, I must be conscious about everything. For instance, with what I'm getting with my age, I want to live long. I've decided to cut on certain things. Now, when I wake up, the first food I eat is water. Once upon a time, I went to the hospital. And then I went for a checkup at Legon Hospital. Then after that, I had done my blood check and every other thing. Then the doctor said, you are about developing kidney stone. I said, say what? Kidney stone, me, at this age. Now like, father no day, mother no day, nobody will take care of me. And can you go for three months, I did not fast. Three months, I did not fast. Because kidney stone is developed by the absence of water. I don't want issues. So I drank water like a madman. I, look, I drank it like a madman. So, if I had said, forget it in the name of faith. Bible say faith or faith, which some have put what? Good concept, which some have put out, have made shipwreck. Porto Timothy. They all forget it. I am doing the work of God. Do you know how Bishop Daddy became very known in the whole world? He was, they were going to preach at a mega church conference in Isida, Tokyo or Japan. And when they got there, according to him, he was just part of the conference group of partners. And then the man of God who was supposed to preach, he was just about going and they were feeling him on the wheelchair. What is it? He said he has developed kidney stone. The man was fasting. Then he said, he pointed at him, go and preach for me. I can't preach. That is how the world became, it became very known in the whole world. I was scared. Jack, I'm telling you, play the cards well. Are we together? I said what? Play the cards well. Look, I can bring doctrine to you, giving you point one to eight, calling prophets and prophesying myself. And every day when he come, every day we are seeing something. He said, "This is church. This is church." I said, "Look, if I had decided to do that, same, this is what I see. This is what I see by now." You will be happy. You, this place will be full to the brim. But because we have decided to do it how God made it. Paul said, finally, my brethren, Ephesians 6 verse 10, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Then he said, put on the whole armor of God that he may be able to stand against the walls of the devil. The whole armor. How is the whole armor? And he said, then he says that, he says, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Because if we are wrestling against flesh and blood, eh, we will know whether they are coming from the south, or they are coming from the north, or they are coming from the east, or the west. But the thing that we are fighting, we don't know. So we don't know the gimmicks they will be playing. So yours 
is to make sure that everything is at its place. So when the devil comes knocking about faith, you have it. When the devil comes knocking about forgiveness, you have it. Look, a strong Christian is not the one who has prayed. People have prayed. And out of disobedience, they failed. I've read a story about, or heard a story about a guy. And he said, brother, there was this guy growing as a young prophet. And he was so much on fire. Then he went to sleep with a certain prostitute girl. His anointing died off. The guy is crying, God, restore me, restore me. The restoration is not coming. It's not every stream you swim in. Say, be strong in the Lord. For you resting not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this world, and against spiritual wickedness in the high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God. 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 That some of you have so much depend on faith. Your faith is weak over dependency on it. Some of us have so much prayer place relevance on prayer, and prayer has become outmoded. And the devil is laughing at you when you are praying. Kata, kata, kata. He forget. Some of you are thinking that the conviction in your heart is enough. And the devil is saying, don't mind him. He's a joke. My friend, in this dispensation, let's look at something he said. He says, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand the devil. We stand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand therefore, having your loins guide with the truth, about the truth. Truth is a weapon. Have you seen that all the things that this Paul was mentioning, they are not physical things. Though. Are they things you can see? Truth is a strength. <laughs> Have your loins guide on with the guides about the truth. And having the breastplate of righteousness righteousness, doing what is right in the sight of God. Doing what God has said. Some of you, when we quote the Bible, you are like, oh, forget, forget to pay Bible. What's it, the Bible? The Bible say between. And you say you're a Christian. You should be ashamed of yourself and know that you are worse than an infidel. Am I preaching? It may hurt you, but that is the truth. Your Bible, Bible, if I don't mention the Bible, what should I mention? It's the mirror that determines how I live. Then it says, and your feet sword with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Peace with others is a strength. Look, one of the ways you can weaken the, the weapons of your enemies eh, is that you say, pray for your enemies and love them. Make Imagine somebody is planning evil against you, then you wake up in the morning, rise five kg. Oh, I don't want take rise five kg. Oh, God bless you. God bless you. Jack, you've neutralized everything. It will backfire on their head. I said it will backfire on the you don't need prayer. It will come on their head. You don't want to hear this one. You want me to tell you that I see your enemies dying. I say, show them peace. 
Make peace. Make peace with some people. Me, look. Nobody can say he knows his enemy, but some of us we know our enemies. But we still talk with them. So one day I used to live with, I, I used to have a relationship with some aunties or some family relatives, long distance one. Then a girl was staying with them and they said the girl is a witch. And when they serve food, they say we will not eat it. They ask, ah, come on, bring the food, let's eat together. I'll sit to the witch girl and we'll eat the food. I said, ah, are you scared of witchcraft? Are you scared of this thing? For certain reasons, sometimes we cut boundaries for ourselves. I'm not saying don't live with wisdom. But what? Peace. For you, everybody is your enemy in this world. When Job failed and he had lost everything, all his friends who came, what did they do? They castigated him. They were blaming him. Hey, Job, we were thinking that you are the most strongest man. Do you know the reason why you are failing? Maybe you have done something God is not happy with. Then Job said, I thought the elderly would speak wisdom, but you people are talking like foolish people. But I forgive you. The Bible said, and Job, and when Job had prayed for his friends, he didn't call them his enemies, so his friends, God gave him a double portion. Maybe he had obeyed God. He had not given up on God. He had not done everything, but that was the only thing left. That was the only one left that he would be able to say, God, forgive them. Ah, no wonder Jesus, even hanging on the tree, when the soldier was piercing him with the sword, he said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they were doing. Look, I'm telling you, one of the fastest and surest ways to see your enemies fall eh, is not to wish them evil. But the Lord has promised. Fret not when evil men prosper, but only with your eye you will withhold the reward of the wicked. So relax. Talaku, you understand what I'm preaching about? I said, sit down. Just sit. Let them meet in their conferences. Look, the other day I was angry in my office and I had a, a meeting and I told some people, I'm fasting even as I'm saying it. Some people, they are did to backfire on their head. Yeah. Some things I've heard, eh? I'm like, God, forgive me. I begin to feel sorry for myself. And you are there. Oh, for you, all you know is prayer. Some Christians are there, all they know is prayer. I'm going to go. All they know is prayer. One day I was talking to a man and I said, Uncle, do you give tithes? He said, me, I don't give tithes. I said, why? So, I think the tithes, the pastors are taking it, they are chopping it. So I'd rather give my money to the poor. I told him, please, the Bible didn't say, give to the poor. And be blessed. They, there are two things, say, give or give and it shall be given to you. Bless and shake it to them, shall men give unto your bosom. He said that, bless, he said, bless me or bring the first fruit into my house and try me and see. If I, look, as I speak to you, he's born what one car, he has become like a rickety car. At the end of the day, I even heard that he's divorced the wife and go and marry to a witch who is manipulating his life. So who, who dug his own grave? Himself. He doesn't know where he's living. All the projects started around, they are hanging. When we are talking, I said, Master, Give your tithes and give. When you give to the poor, God will bless you. Look, the Muslims do almsgiving. No two ways about that. Even the ritualists, one of the ways they recoup their blessings is by giving to others. So what is the difference between you and the ritualists? And say you are doing the work of God. You are not doing it saying, shut up. Let me tell you the truth. I said, shut up, uncle. You are my uncle, but you have money. You have experienced a lot of things. You are working in the port. You have everything. But let me tell you the truth. It is not true. Don't be deceived. 
Change. Want you? At a point, I let his own children finish JHS and the woman to even go to SSL was a problem. God help me. Then he said, your feet short with the gospel of the, the preparation of the gospel of pity. And above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith he shall be able to quench the fairy dart of the wicked, and take on the helmet of salvation, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. All the things that the Bible mentioned as the armors that the believer has to put on to be able to win were never physical thing. And then when he concluded, he said, Praying always with all prayers and supplications in the spirit, watching thereunto with the perseverance and supplication for all the saints. And for me, that one is another discussion. And you are there thinking. Uh, let me read it. Is it Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10? 1 Corinthians 5.10. I'm about closing so that we can share our communion and go. Are you being blessed? Second Corinthians chapter 10. Now I, Paul, myself beseech you by the meekness and gentleness of Christ, who in presence am based among you, but being absent and bold toward you. But I beseech you that I may not be bold when I am present with you, that confidence, without confidence, wherewith I think to be bold against some. Which think of us as if we walk according to the flesh. Then he said in verse 3, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war against the flesh. We do not war against the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty to go to the pulling down of strongholds. Then he said in verse 6, Casting down imaginations and everything that high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ and having in readiness to avenge all disobedience when our obedience is fulfilled. God is ever in readiness, believer, auntie, to avenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. So what God is looking for to rise to the fence is your obedience. Look, your giving has a limit. Can I be honest with you? I'm not saying don't give in church. Look, the church is one of the places I give the best. I'm not saying don't give. But he's saying that God is in readiness to avenge everything when your obedience is fulfilled. That is why even in the laws of the land, when you are in your house and somebody walks into your house to attack you, the law defends you even when you are wrong. You know the reason why? You are in your house. We call it what? 
entry with uh, it's an unlawful entry. Unlawful entry. Even maybe you are wrong, and the person attacks you in your house, the law will defend you even when you are wrong. Because you have waited for the person to leave his defense and come out, then you attack him. But when you attack him in his defense, that one alone, it has nullified some cases for you. So, your obedience is the defense you create for yourself. The joy of the Lord. There is no way as a believer you can make God happy than obey Him. Open your mouth and talk to the Lord to help you. Just ask for help. Just ask for help. Just ask Him to help you. Lord, help me. 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 My strength to obey. My strength to keep it up. Lord, help me. Lord, help me. In the name of Jesus. Lord, help me. 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 Increase my strength. Increase my strength. Increase my strength. Increase my strength. That I will war the war of this life. In the name of Jesus. Increase my strength. Increase my strength. My Lord. My strength to war. My strength to stand strong. Grant me grace to obey. Grant me grace to keep your word. Oh Lord, in the name of Jesus. Grant me the grace to keep it. Grant me the grace to go through the believer's strength, the Lord. I can be I can have the strength to wage wars, to win my battles. Oh Lord, I remember David who go for war. And before you go for war, he will come to the Lord. Should I go or should he go? And God will say, Go. Lord, help me. Oh yes. Makaba Lida Habaya. Lida Sembele Tepelebe. Oh yes. You are my strength when I am weak. You are the treasure that I see. You are my own in all. Seeking you as a precious Jew. But to give up, I'll be a fool. You are my all in all. Jesus, Lamb of God, worthy is your name. See you. 